Welcome back to the Total Recaps Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Melendez, and here we cover everything Miami Heat and the rest of our Miami sports we love to hate. Today, we will be talking about the only thing that matters, and that's NBA free agency, folks. It is officially here, and it opens up today on June 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. For Miami Heat, they got a few free agents unrestricted. They got Dwayne Dedman, Udonis Haslam, Markeith Morris, Victor Oladipo, and of course, P.J. Tucker. And restricted because they did offer a qualifying offer to him. They have Caleb Martin. And if we look at the current roster, you know, of course, you got Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry. You got Duncan Robinson in there, Tyler Hero. And then you got the minimum contracts of Struess, Vincent, Highsmith, and Yurtsevin. Now, you look at the salary cap situation for the Miami Heat. Now, we got a lot of money going to those top three players. And if you really want to talk top four, uh, with Duncan Robinson getting nearly $17 million a year over the next four years, uh, the money is pretty much all on the roster. I mean, you got $126 million allocated to those players that I just mentioned to you, not the free agents. You got the cap holds for those upcoming free agents and rookies at about $27 million. So we're at about $153 million in total cap space. And for the NBA, their salary cap is $123 million. So obviously, you look at that active roster salary cap hold, which is at $126 million, uh, and we're already over, which means we can't sign any free agents with our cap space. It would have to. We can sign obviously our own free agents using, um, you know, the bird rights and and being able to go over the cap. However, all the Heat have access to right now is the non-taxpayer mid-level exception, which is about ten and a half million, uh, which they can give to up to four years. The biannual exception, which is about four point one million, that they can give up to two years. And then they have sign-and-trade options to get off of unwanted salary, a.k.a. Duncan Robinson, maybe Kyle Lowry, depending on who you can possibly get. But, I mean, for the most part, um, our top, the top of the roster is set. I mean, I, I would be very, very surprised if we were to let go of Kyle Lowry. Uh, Duncan Robinson is obviously a whole other story. That's the one, to, in my opinion, expendable player on this roster. Everyone else kind of gives you... You know, something there. You know, Tyler Hero gives you some great production off the bench. Obviously, he's looking to get a starting role now. But regardless, you know that even if you give him that contract extension, that rookie extension, is he really worth close to $25 million a year? That's yet to be seen, especially after what you saw from him in the, uh, in the playoffs. You need to see a little bit more. You need to see him able to, to you know, Take those double teams and, and and make the right reads. He did not show that whatsoever in the playoffs this past season or the year prior. So, you know, there's obviously question marks with Tyler Hero. But unless you're able to get a star for him, there's no reason to let him go. I mean, he has gradually improved every single season. Last year, he gave us one of the best sixth man of the year performances that you'll see from any young player. And... To just let him go to try to make a few upgrades in the roster, it just won't work. If you're going to let him go to get a Donovan Mitchell, a signing trade for a Zach Levine, then fine. But other than that, there's no reason to let Tyler Hero go. He has been a homegrown product. He has improved time and time again. You know, obviously, when you're looking at his body type, there are limitations in terms of him being a true two-way player. Like, that's not going to happen, but... In terms of his offensive versatility, like you know what you got there. We got a three-level score, a guy that can get a bucket on his own whenever he wants. He's still super young. He's only 21 years old, or maybe he's 22 now, but still he's so 
young and he's still got a lot of room to grow. So I do not feel like we need to force a Tyler Hero trade. If you pay him, you pay him. You can go over the cap to get him and it's going to be a lot of money. You're going to get into that tax area and, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm huge in terms of knowing all the salary cap implications. I'm low-key trying to learn about it little by little every single day. Um, you know, I'm learning a little bit more about it today specifically just because I'm doing this episode and I got to learn a little bit more about, you know, the exceptions and when you can use them. Uh, I, I just recently found out you can't use the biannual exception if you used it the year prior. That That's one, you know, note there that I did not know about. And I don't believe the Heat used it last year because I don't remember anyone that got anywhere near that kind of money from the Miami Heat this past season. All we had was, you know, a couple big contracts. We had some rookie deals. Uh, PJ Tucker on the seven uh, or eight million, uh, I believe that was like the the, the mid level exception that I believe we signed him to. Uh, of course, we were hoping to get him back on this team um, on a percentage increase on his like a, a raise increase um, for the next year. But it looks like he's going for that big money deal, which is the three year thirty million on the mid level exception that it, it's looking that he's going to be accepting from the Philadelphia 76ers. So um, the Heat don't have. A lot of options it's it's unfortunate but the Miami Heat are kind of in a tough spot right now they got all their money in Jimmy Butler Bam Adebayo Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson you know they, they got to think about the extension they're gonna be giving to Tyler Hero and when you put all that together there's only minor changes the changes that they can make to this roster and when you consider the fact that it's very close to them losing PJ Tucker like all the noise is, is aiming towards him joining the Philadelphia 76ers on that three-year, $30 million deal. And if that were to happen, it would be, as Leif says on the Five Reasons Sports, a disaster. I don't have any ads here for you guys, though. But, yeah, it would, it would be an absolute disaster for P.J. Tucker to leave because of his defensive versatility, his ability to hit the outside shot, and just his presence in the locker room. Like, that's not something that you can easily replace. So losing out on him... Is gonna is gonna hurt big time. Now, can the Heat make the necessary replacements in order to make this team not worse than last year? That's a whole entire thing that we have to figure out here. Now, uh, I'm looking at realistic targets for the Miami Heat, and I can go into the top free agents, but obviously the Heat aren't gonna be able to afford any top free agents. So, like I said, their only options are to either give an exception to to any player. I mean, they they don't want to have to offer that to PJ Tucker, but if that's what it ends up having to be, then I feel like they're going to have to do it. I mean, if that even helps him stay. I don't know if he's... I've heard reports about him seriously wanting to go to Philadelphia for, for business reasons. And, and of course, like wanting to be on a championship contender. You know, it's not like he's missing out on that because Philadelphia is going to be one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference next season. Uh, and now with James Harden declining his player option, possibly signing for less to give... Philly a little bit more room to sign PJ. They now have the option. They now have the money to sign him. So all that, all those rumors that we were scared of, it's kind of come to fruition. And so now the Heat are going to have to start looking at other options. Um, some of them being like one being Jalen Brunson, which now I just recently saw a, a report saying that there really is no meeting today with Jalen Brunson, which I was, I, you know, I was kind of taken back by the fact that there even was a meeting with all the noise being that the New York Knicks were going to sign him. You know, of course there's going to be some, um, what's it called? tampering there like for sure there's tampering there they're going to be investigated because there's already reports that he's like agreed to a deal with the knicks before free agency even begins so 
for sure there's got to be something there, especially after what happened to the Heat and the Bulls last season for the Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry signings. There has to be some sort of um, investigation done here on the Knicks. But if we go and look at some of these other targets, if you read my last article, you'll know that Harrison Barnes is someone I value very, very high. And someone that I feel like if we were to get, he would slot perfectly into that power forward spot. And he would give us the defensive versatility along with a better offensive game to go alongside Bam Adebayo and, of course, Jimmy Butler. Now, what would we have to give up to get him? Now, I feel with the with the Sacramento Kings recently uh, drafting that, I forgot his name, but the, but the small forward that they got in the... Um, with the fourth pick, they they didn't go with Jaden Ivey. With they then went, we went with someone that fit their roster a little better. He's gonna be in that small forward spot slash power forward that Harrison Barnes was in. So it really would not benefit them in any way to keep a guy like Harrison Barnes that would take minutes away from him. So I feel like maybe trading him away for a shooter that you can surround De'Aaron Fox and Demontis Sabonis with would benefit them. And Harrison Barnes and Duncan Robinson's contract are very similar, so you might be able to just do a, a, a quick swap. Might have to send the first-round pick over with Barnes, or maybe even just give another young player like Omer Yurtsevin up with Duncan Robinson to get Barnes. Just because I don't feel like you should have to give up a pick to get a guy like Barnes who's on the last year of his contract. It just it would not be a smart move. So I feel like if you just trade Duncan Robinson, Yurtsevin for Harrison Barnes, I feel like we do get better in that situation. Another player like that I had in my article, uh, my recent article was Thaddeus Young, someone who we can easily sign with that mid-level exception. I, I don't think we'd be able to give him the biannual exception. I mean, possibly. I mean, he really isn't at that high level. He's a guy that would easily be a role player. He, you know, that that could fill out your your front court positions. Uh, so maybe we can actually get away with giving him the biannual exception. I just feel like he's going to get a lot more um, interest in free agency. And so he's probably going to be able to sign for more than that, you know, probably around the six to eight million dollar range, which I, again, the Heat can't offer. So I would love Thaddeus Sung. I feel like with for the, for the non-taxpayer mid-level exception, that might be a little bit steep or really steep. I feel like I, we can go for someone like, uh, a TJ Warren for that, um, or maybe even what was this other guy? Uh, not Mo Bamba, no Mo, no way. Like for him, no, n nothing but the biannual exception. Like we're not paying any more than four million for a Mo Bamba. But you know, there's there's other options out there that you can give the non-taxpayer mid-level exception of ten point five million to that would give your team you know more production than a Thaddeus Young. Like Thaddeus Young, I think you can try to get away with giving them the biannual. John Collins is another uh, name that has been popping up a lot with the Miami Heat, especially now with the Atlanta Hawks recently trading for DeJounte Murray, and apparently they're not done. They're still looking to trade away John Collins. I was actually surprised that they were even able to trade for DeJounte Murray without giving up John Collins, and now that I think about that trade, another player that I definitely would want to add to this list would be Danilo Gallinari, who I've heard has been um, most likely is going to get uh, bought out by the Spurs because they're going into a rebuild, so there's no reason why they're going to keep him there. And there is interest from both the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat to get Danilo Gallinari. Some of you might remember when Gallinari signed with the Atlanta Hawks a couple off-seasons ago, the Miami Heat had interest in him. So I'm not surprised that there's interest in him once again. A, you know, a shooter that can play the four, someone that you can slide there alongside Bam. You know, he's a big body, you know, not great defensively, but he can certainly spread the floor. And, and that's a veteran presence that we can certainly use. 
Um, and, and I would I would actually be happy with it. He can shoot the three ball very well. He's really good in the mid-range as well. If he needs to get a bucket for himself, I've seen that time and time again when he was with the Hawks. He's just obviously getting a lot older now. You, you're not going to to sign him to anything more than a minimum contract, in my opinion. I don't even think biennial exception would be something that the Heat should consider there for Danilo Gallinari. Um, a couple other guys, uh, like like I did mention TJ Warren, but I feel like with him, you can absolutely sign him to that mid-level exception, give him, get him like on a three-year, $30 million deal. And in my opinion, getting a guy like TJ Warren obviously bolsters your offense, and maybe you can slide him to the four, and, and, you know, he can, because he is a big body, so you might be able to get away with that and, and put him into the four. But the reality of the situation, and I'm sure you guys are noticing here with a lot of my targets, these are a lot of P.J. Tucker replacements. And in the long term, I don't feel like it would work out for the better for the Miami Heat to lose out on P.J. Tucker. Like, my mindset is still sign him to the mid-level exception, give him the 10 million that he wants. Like I understand the problems that that causes for the heat because then they won't be able to use it because they can go over the tax to sign him because he was on their roster. And so they can go over the tax by just giving him that raised percentage of going to about eight or $9 million for three years, giving about a $27 million contract for three years. That's the contract that they prefer to sign P.J. Tucker to. Totally understandable because then they can sign someone else to the uh, mid-level exception. Or maybe they can even split that exception to get more players and add more depth. But um, yeah, that's that's really where I stand uh, on all this. And if you really cannot sign P.J. Tucker, then in my opinion, I feel like they should try to bring back Caleb Martin. Yeah, he was also in my article. He was number two actually on my list just behind Harrison Barnes. And he gives you that combination of defense and you want his three-point shot to obviously get a bit better there. It was looking very inconsistent in the playoffs, but he was in the rotation in the playoffs, Caleb Martin was. So that is someone that you should probably try to keep if you can't hold on to P.J. Tucker. Like that, in my opinion, that should definitely be the move. If you, if like, I, I get it. Some people are probably looking like, man, he was on our team last year. Like, he didn't move the needle for us. You really think he would move the needle more than Harrison Barnes? And I feel like if you get, if you get Caleb Martin on that mid-level exception and then you trade for Harrison Barnes, you still get both. You can get both. Now, it's not possible to get both P.J. Tucker and Caleb Martin. We have figured that out, especially now that we know that Caleb, that P.J. Tucker will not accept anything less than the mid-level exception. Now that we know that, there is no chance for us to get both him and Caleb Martin, which is what my initial thoughts were, uh, even with Caleb Martin only getting a qualifying offer of 2.5, and he would obviously be getting more than that in this open market. Um, but regardless, I, I feel like getting a guy like Caleb Martin that has already been in the system, played extremely well in the play, not extremely well, but he, but you know, was still in the rotation in the playoffs and gave us exactly what we needed when Jimmy Butler was not there. And he would easily be able to fill in that P.J. Tucker role because he gives you the defense. You know, you're, you'll be able to work with him on that offensive game, especially since he's still very young. Um, but yeah, I would definitely love to bring back Caleb Martin, though. The more and more I look at it, you know, and the interest that he's getting in free agency, it just doesn't seem like it'll be possible because we most likely would have to spend a mid-level exception on him for four years. So that's just not going to work out. Uh, a couple other replacements. You can look at Jay Crowder. 
Uh, Jake, you know, we, we had Jay back in 2020, let him go, signed Mo Harkless as his replacement, and that was an absolute travesty there. So maybe we can come back full circle and bring Jay Crowder back. He's on an expiring contract, so maybe you can try to send him, uh, bring him back for Duncan Robinson. You know, and that's the key there. Like, do teams really want Duncan Robinson, or do we always have to attach a first-round pick to get any kind of player for Duncan Robinson? If that's the case, then unfortunately, we most likely would be left with Duncan Robinson, at least for the start of the season. Like, I just don't see where his future lies here in this roster, especially with Max Struess emerging and becoming, you know, a much more complete player than him. I feel like that gap is going to get even bigger when we go into next season. So, Duncan Robinson needs to leave the roster, go somewhere where a team needs a shooter, because that's where he'll be valued more, you know, because his shooting is certainly, a, you know, an asset in this league. It just won't work well on our team because his defense is just so bad, and we don't have enough people to, you know, really make up for his defense. Um, Marcus Morris is another one that I thought was a very intriguing name that popped up for the Heat in recent days. Uh, you know, then you can uh, bring Markeith Morris back on, and re-sign him to a minimum contract, and then you have the brothers back together once again. I'm sure they would love to have that. Um, but overall, I think Marcus Morris would be a great addition. One of those guys, just like uh, T.J. Warren or, or, or Harrison Barnes, that would be able to slide into that starting power forward spot and would give us obviously. You know, he would be really great defensively. I actually think that he would probably be the best mold of a player to get to try to replicate what P.J. Tucker gave us defensively. He's a tough player. He can hit the three. He can also create shots for himself at times. That's not like his main game. But I do feel like Marcus Morris, we would have to trade for him, would certainly be a, a very solid um, replacement for P.J. Tucker. And then lastly, I'm going to mention it, but really the only other star that we can possibly get because, you know, you got Zach Levine that looks like he's for sure going to be re-signing with the Chicago Bulls once it reaches 6 p.m. Same thing with Bradley Beal. The only person that I feel that is possible to join this team because there's not a lot of noise in terms of uh, positivity between them going on is Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz. I mean, I really do feel like Donovan Mitchell is the only player that the Miami Heat can possibly get this offseason in terms of a star. And it's not even possible yet. Obviously, they need to wait for him to you know, voice his displeasure and want to ask out. Like, he needs to ask out and ask to go to the Miami Heat specifically. Not that that would ultimately get that done, but that's really the only option the Miami Heat have this offseason in order to get a star. I really don't see another angle um, for the Miami Heat to pick up anyone just because it, there just hasn't been any... I mean, of course, in an hour, in, in a day or two, some random player's name that nobody was talking about can pop up as, you know, a possible trade target because he's not happy or whatever. Like, those things just happen out of nowhere. So, at the moment, there's no way for us to know who the Miami Heat can possibly go for in terms of a star. However, they got, they, they can't wait for it. Like, that that's one of the things I mentioned that that's why I had Donovan Mitchell as number five for my, you know, top five targets for the Miami Heat. I had him at five because things need to go right for the Miami Heat to be able to get Donovan Mitchell. First, Donovan Mitchell needs to ask out. The Utah Jazz need to be willing to send them over here. They need to be willing to take in Duncan Robinson's contract, you know, obviously along with Tyler Hero and a bunch of draft picks. Like, they need to be willing... Yeah, all those things need to align for Donovan Mitchell to end up coming to the Miami Heat. And ultimately, I don't believe that's going to happen this offseason. I really don't. I mean, the kid still has three years left on his contract, there is absolutely no rush from the Utah Jazz to get a deal done. So, you know, 
even if Donovan Mitchell voices his displeasure, that does not guarantee that he will be leaving because that's all in the Utah Jazz's court. Like they're the ones that get to choose whether they want to let this guy go or not. You know what I mean? Because he's still on contract for three more seasons. You got to remember that. So overall, when I'm looking at this free agency period and what I'm expecting from from the Miami Heat, from the beginning, I knew that big. Ch- I had a feeling that big. Ch- I don't want to say no because I don't have any sources or anything like that. However, I had a huge feeling that a big change was probably not going to come. My most likely scenario would be where the Miami Heat would trade Duncan Robinson's contract to get some kind of front court option. To uh, this was that was my initial reaction, but not in the replacing PJ Tucker sense, just in the adding to help out PJ Tucker. But now, with it being us looking for a Tucker replacement, it becomes a lot more difficult because not only do you have to get his replacement, but then you have to get that other spot that we were talking about that made the front court so weak. Like, like we just did not have a lot of depth, we didn't have a lot of bodies, and so now if you lose Tucker. You know, a guy who we would be able to slot into the five, you're low-key losing a backup five and a starting four. You know, you're hoping that Omer Yurtsevin can turn into a, you know, a solid backup five, but that's obviously just, you know, you're, you're hoping for that. You know, you don't know that's going to happen this upcoming season. So there's going to be a lot of question marks, but I'm, I have faith in Pat Riley and the Miami Heat and that front office that they're going to get it done. They have something brewing. Like, we know that rumors do not often you know come out from the Miami Heat you know they keep they like to keep everything tight nobody knows what's going on there you know just look at the draft as the most recent example you know you had Wojnarowski literally every single pick saying oh this guy's interested in this and most likely it's going to be this pick most likely it's going to be that pick but then when it came to the Miami Heat crickets nobody knew who the Heat were picking and then comes Nikola Jovic and you know the, the the streak is over for Woj. You know, he couldn't predict what the Heat were going to pick. That's just how it is for them. So I would not be surprised if you start seeing, you know, a lot of these names start getting popped up and linked to the Miami Heat. Once free agency starts, I'm just excited to get there, though. Um, and, and and I just can't wait to get this started. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Let's, let's enjoy free agency. Let's not panic whenever a, a player signs with another team. Let's just enjoy it while we have it. We still got a very solid team that's going to be going into next season as a championship contender. And, you know, there's just a few minor things that I feel like we need to do here and there in order to make this roster a championship contender through and through. P.J. Tucker for sure is one of them. Maybe adding one of these other realistic targets that I mentioned is another. So keep that in mind and let's go Heat, guys. See you next time.